On today's episode of Locked On Cubs, we officially answer the question, which of the big free agent shortstops makes the most sense for the Cubs? Matt and I will debate that, and of course, we'll get into Friday's best and worst of the week. Join us. It's a packed and fun show. Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, welcome back to Locked On Cubs. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Pleased to be with you for a fun Friday episode. The Friday episodes have always been uh, very exciting, a little bit goofy, and very informative. And we plan to do all of those today. Thanks for listening to us wherever and whenever you may be listening. Uh, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And uh, really pleased to be with you as we embark on the offseason. The Cubs are in big need of a big bat for their 2023 team and beyond. And the shortstop market uh, is likely where they're going to get that. Three main players, Sam, Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, and Xander Bogarts, all stars in their own rights. Um, And Dansby Swanson is in the group, but I guess we're assuming he's going to re-sign with the Braves in a way. He's in the group. He's in the group. Oh, he is. I didn't prep for him. I mean, he's um, uh, he he he's just he's just deeper down into the group. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly fourth. He's not going to be a Chicago Cub. Spoiler alert. The other three, the other three players are incredibly good. There's many similarities. There is some differences, and uh, really exciting if if one of these three guys do eventually make it to the north side. So, Sam, what are you excited about with this conversation? And uh, we'll we'll get going here. Well, I'd like to I'd like to give our listeners a little bit of a background as to why, because uh-huh. a lot of people and by sure. a lot of people, I mean, I don't know, less than five uh, have said to me, Sam, the <laughs> Cubs have Nico Horner. Why are they so intent? Why are they so stuck on adding a shortstop? And here's the simple answer, because that's what's available. And that's what's realistic. So, for example, Rafael Devers is a third baseman, a very good one, one of the best in all the land. If he were available in free agency this summer, uh, this winter, the Cubs would probably be very much, uh, um, you know, attached to him with rumors because that's also a need. But he's not. He has one more left on his deal, and we've already talked about it nauseum why the Cubs probably aren't going to be trading for somebody like that, right? So. Yes, I understand Aaron Judge is a free agent. Yes, I understand uh, Brandon Nimmo, who plays center field, is also a need. But the shortstop market is the biggest area of of availability. And it's an area where we've already heard Jed Hoyer talk about how important. It's not just about 2023. It's about 20, but it's probably about the rest of the decade, right? Mm -hmm. And these are guys, most of the, you know, just using Correa, Bogarts for sure, that can move all over the diamond. They can play short. They can play third. Turner could probably play second, right? Shortstops are typically the best defensive players on the team, and they're, they're very athletic. So it makes sense. Now, if it was a bunch of first basemen, I would be like, all right, that doesn't make as much sense. If the Cubs were, were super you know, linked to Jose Abreu, that would make no sense to what Jed Hoyer is saying. 
But this, if you follow exactly what Jed Hoyer is saying, makes perfect sense as to why the Cubs are rumored in with these three guys because they're going to help next year, but they're also going to help above and beyond, and they're going to be able to fill multiple needs. It might not just be shortstop. Every season is sacred. You can't wait around anymore. The time to strike is right now, and the best spot to do that is at this position because the trade market is not necessarily going to be robust. If it is, I think that would be a surprise. Um, I think that may happen this summer. We'll see about that. Uh, but yeah, excluding Judge, excluding Nimmo, excluding maybe you throw in Josh Bell there at the first base position, shortstop is where it's at. And if you play major league shortstop, um, you have the ability to potentially move somewhere and be league average or above defensively. And we'll get into all those factors um, as well. So the three candidates then uh, being Correa, Turner, and Bogarts, and that's also an order of their age, which I know is a topic of conversation um, when you talk about these players, okay? They're 28, 29, and 30 respectively, for Correa, Turner, and Bogarts. And just even looking at their slash lines from 2022, they're very similar. I mean, just slugging percentage alone, it's it's one or two points off of each other. Right. Um, they're, specifically, they're very... Turner and Bogarts, literally it's – or Turner and Correa, they're one point away from each other. There's no, there's um, no, wrong, there's no wrong answer here. But I'd like, so. to, I'd like to rank them one through three and just go through kind of why I have them where they're at. And I'm also going to rank them in terms of where I think Jed Hoyer is most likely to go. So would you like to go first or you want me to? Yeah, you can go first. So for me, number one is Carlos Correa. And, and he shares the, I want him the most. And I think Jed Hoyer, I think he's the most likely to be a cup. Now, Let's start. I'll start first with some cons, some red flags with Carlos Correa. Okay. The biggest of them being he has an injury history. He, 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 I, I have, I have his baseball reference page up right now. He's never played. The most he's ever played is 153 games. Uh, this year he played 136. The year before, 148. 2019, only 75. Uh, th that is, if, if you're going to say, Sam, I disagree with you, that's the point you go to. Is he has a little bit of a Nico Horner uh, injury history, and when you combine that with Nico Horner, you may have one of the sexiest middle infields in the game, but what if you're only getting 200 games a year combined from him? That's a huge problem, so I'm aware of that. But why I choose Carlos Cray, and there's one more little bit of a red flag. His defense, the, the metrics did not love his defense this year, as much as they did last year. Last year, they was one of the best defensive players on the planet. This year, he was just solid. So is, was that a, a one-off situation? Is there a little bit of a regression there, right? Why I choose Correa? He's the youngest, okay? Mm -hmm. That matters. That matters, uh, especially when Jed has talked about the long term so much. You know, he, he, he just turned 28, whereas, you know, he, he's like a year and a half, two years younger than these guys, okay? He is, to me, the most consistent offensive player. Every single year, his numbers are about the same. And the peripherals really back it up. Like, it's not fluky. For example, I'll talk about Bogarts in a bit. But, but, but the, the analytics kind of had Bogarts' years a little bit fluky this year. Um, 
with his metrics, his swing and miss was up. His hard hit rate was down. So with Correa, there's no there's no behind-the-curtain signs of his offense declining. If anything, it would be even getting better. He has tremendous postseason experience, um, and his numbers do not get any worse in the postseason. Um, and, and I know Trey Turner's absolutely killing it so far through two games on offense in L.A., so so that, that point kind of stands for him because before that he hadn't been. But I just think overall, in short, because I don't want to go too long, Carlos Correa is the safest bet to get the absolute most for your money. I would follow that up with Trey Turner. The only difference between Trey Turner and Carlos Correa is that I fear that the Cubs are not going to be you know, a, a World Series winner next year, right? I fear that there's going to be a point like Trey Turner, just like I, fe- I fear with Javier Baez, where he's so reliant on speed and he is so reliant on athleticism that in that third or fourth or fifth year of that contract, he could start regressing fast as a player and it could look, at, look like a bad contract because Trey Ta- Turner's not a great defensive player. We saw that on display last night. And um, excuse me, two nights ago, if you're listening. And, um, you know, he's got the hit tool, he's got power, and he's by far the best base runner. Carlos Correa is not really a great base runner at all. He, he's not relying on that. And I just think that that age is better. And then I think Bogart's third just makes sense. I don't have to really dive too much into that. He's the oldest. I didn't love where his numbers were going this year. He's not a huge power threat. I, I just, to me, Matt, he's the one out of the three I could see being a bet. Like if I, if you were to tell me this is going to be a bad deal, which one of the Cubs sign, Bogart's would be the one I think the most likely to turn into a bad deal. Yeah, so I'll go from three to one because I have a similar list. You know, there's only three players, right? But I, I have yeah. a different number one. So Bogarts, yeah, your I... number one straight turn. Spoiler alert. Bogarts, I have number three. Yeah. But but I guess I, I'm wondering about why you called him out for consistency because this guy has hit over 288 like each of the last five years. It's he just hits. No, no, he's a well, really. We, we we can't talk about batting average anymore. Maybe no. I, should I just walk off the set? So so batting average is, isn't valued anymore. I you, absolutely. You, you don't want a guy that's hitting three oh seven, huh? No, no. <laughs> hey, give me one sec. Hey, waiter, it's gonna be a do 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 do. Listen, if the Cubs sign Xander Bogarts, I'm not gonna be upset. Xander, the X is silent. Go ahead. If I, if the Cubs sign Xander Bogarts, I'm not gonna be upset whatsoever. Right. I tremendously it sounds value, like you might be. I I tremendously value the hit oh, tool. Dang. All right. And and I I just think that that this year is a. I, I could see a decline coming from him. And oh, by the way, do you, Matthew uh, F. Cozy, <laughs> oh, value postseason hitting? Because Xander, that's uh, a great question. Xander Bogarts is a 231 career, career playoff hitter with a 691 OPS, whereas Mr. Carlos Correa, who's had about the same uh, 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 amount of at bats, excuse the stutter, <laughs> uh, uh, is hit, has an 849 OPS wow. in October. Well, of course, I value the postseason. I, I hold the postseason. Well, they don't very, come at me like that again. I hold the postseason very uh, close to my heart green. and mind. Is that what they call that? Is that olive green? Yeah, I think it's more of like an olive. Yeah, or like a forest. Sure, like a sure. forest green. <laughs> don't break it up, okay? okay. It's Stephen A. Cozy, right here. Yeah, yeah. So, I do value postseason numbers. But baseball is very flawed in that way. When you play the yeah. 162, and then you have to win 11 ball games to win a championship. Sure. Or I guess now it might be a little more if you play in the wild card series. Right. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I do value that. I, I appreciate the way that Bogarts has, has played as he's made his way through his career. You know, he's logged the most years of any of these guys. Right. Um, he, he did strike out a lot this year. He has struck out a lot in his career. Um, and defensively, you know, he had a, a pretty solid year this year, but, but he's the guy that, uh, oh, and also age, which should matter. But right. he's the guy that everybody says, oh, he could just slide over to third. I don't right. know if that's necessarily a good thing. I don't see why. I don't, I don't think that's like great. Like, oh, he could just slide over to third. Uh, he's supposed to be a shortstop. I, I understand the versatility. Yeah, but well, A-Rod did that. Good shortstops could slide anywhere. They can. They can. They can if it's if it's good for the team. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have him third. Let's let's move I on just, here. Can I just make a couple more points? Right. Uh, just 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 some nerdy statistics for you. Oh boy. Um, All right, Boog. Uh, I I know I know. Um, Babip for 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 oh, Bogarts Lord. this year, three sixty two. Yeah. His career is three thirty six. Wow. Little, little little bit little bit of fortune. Just again, just a no little kidding. bit of fortune Jeez. there. Uh, that's a real to hit 307 and have a bad of 362. That just tells me he's going to decline a little bit. Um, you know, I still think he's going to be a really good hitter. I don't think he's a bad player. Strikeout percentage up just a tad, uh, especially for a contact guy. Power down. Go ahead. Correa is number two for me. He actually made the least amount of errors. If you're just going on again, the old school stat of fielding percentage. Right. Um, you know, he could play third base as well. The big appeal with Correa is the power. 20-plus home runs um, in six of his seven seasons, if we're excluding the, the shortened 20-year. And, uh, but like and you he never said, plays Sam, a full year. Like you said, injury history more than the, the other two players. Sure. Right, so those, those homer numbers would go up. And finally, number one, he's been one of the best overall players in the entire sport in the last few years, uh, much less at his position. Trey Turner. Uh, where he varies himself, although with age, is this change? He steals bases. He's an all-around hitter. Um, he he does lack walks. He 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 did make the most errors of this group this past year, and uh, I know there's already some speculation again with the Horner conversation. You know, could it be Horner at short, Turner at second? Again, who cares? Just right. bring him aboard. We'll figure it out later. So so yeah. to recap, my list is Turner, <laughs> Correa. And Bogarts, thank you so much. Here, why don't we go to break? Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Bears and Commanders kicking off in less than three hours from recording time. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, pods, and in-depth articles and analysis in every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering info with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Somehow the Bears tonight are getting a point. Uh, oh, they uh, are getting a point at home yeah. against the the Redskins. I, I don't understand well, how that's possible. I will be goaded into that. I will be wagering on that, and I would be really surprised if the Bears did not win outright. Let me know. Let me know what you think tomorrow on the comment. 
Okay. Well, the game would have already been played, but well, that's um, what I'm saying. That's what oh. I'm saying. Oh, Sam, good call. Or Sam, boy, were oh. you off? Carson Wentz looked like Joey right. Montana. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, so I think there's two more pieces to this conversation. One is who's the best fit. Two is who do we think slash want for this ball club? Go ahead. Well, I feel like I just answered those two things, but I'm going to say this. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> oh. I, th- I think Carlos Correa makes the most sense right. for the Cubs. I agree. And the, and the Cubs make the most sense for him because, and I don't want to step oh, too much on, I, 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 I don't want to step too much on your toes. What here. do you mean with that second part? Why, why are the Cubs the best fit for him? Yeah. So if you let me elaborate, um, the, I think the Cubs are the best <laughs> fit for him let me just make a quick uh-huh. juxtaposition here. Oh boy. Uh, um, Trey Turner, I feel like his current situation just screams back. He's going to be back with the Dodgers, right? It's obvious that Carlos Correa and the twins, that was a one-year rental for Mr. Correa. I think Carlos Correa wants to be in the bright lights. I think Carlos Correa wants to play in the postseason. I think he wants to play in a big city. I think Carlos Correa wants to be a Chicago Cub more than Trey Turner and more than Xander uh, Bogarts. Um, so that's why I think that fit works out really well. And like I said, I made the point for the Cubs already. I think he, I think Carlos Correa makes the most sense for the Cubs because in year five of the deal, I think he's the best player by a mile out of these three guys. Yeah, no, that's, that's I agree con- with you right now. Right now, Trey Turner's probably a tad bit better right now. But the, the, the goal is to project out when the Cubs are competing for championships who's going to be the better player. And I think that's going to be Mr. Correa. Yeah, Correa, I would say age alone, Correa is the best fit. I would say, uh, you know, Turner is the the person I want them to sign, and I think I think that I want them to just sign one of them. It's going to be Correa or Bogarts that they will sign. Um, I'm not going to be angry if they sign Bogarts. I won't do my classic run around the block shirtless in celebration unless it's unless it's Turner or Correa. Um, I think we could see Turner re-sign quick with the Dodgers now that we're talking about it. Yeah, I just think that, that that's the most – like the Dodgers are the, – with the Dodgers and the money they have, the Dodgers are getting one of those guys. So if they don't get Turner, Ooh. they're going to get one of the – I mean, they're not going to go into – I don't think they're going into next year with Gavin Lux as their starting shortstop. I, I just don't. The Phillies have been mentioned as a, a landing spot for either of these three as well. So I, yeah. I think those are going to be the three teams in, squarely in the mix – yeah, uh, for these players, and, and and I think the Red Sox will still have a a, a conscious chance with, yeah. with 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 Bogarts. Right, right. Now Minnesota, Minnesota, and Correa are done. That ain't happening. No, that's he's not going back to to the Twin Cities. And and who could blame him? Huh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> if you want to sit around in, in, in a pickup truck and watch a dog bark all night, go to Minnesota. I think you should do a promo when the winter meetings start. Like you should. Get up on a roof and you don't come down until the Cubs sign a shortstop. Okay. Next next thing. All right, you're not into that. All right. No, cool. no, no. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Do a little what, mumbling. Mumbling. If, if if what does your instinct tell you on the amount of years yeah, these I, players are gonna get? Any idea at all? Yeah, I'd say I'd say between six and eight. Okay. Wow. That sounds really reasonable in my my fan brain. Yeah, say between um, six I know and a eight. lot of teams are scared with the nine, 10 plus year deals. I wonder if the market has relegated to the six to eight range. That'd be huge for the Cubs. Can you imagine say, Correa seven years at 30 something million? I, 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 not, not that I could imagine it. I foresee it. 
he would bat second or third immediately. Oh, oh well, absolutely. But it's not going to be Ortega. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know what I mean? Of course he's going to hit right. second or third. You see, we're running out there. What are they going to do? Say, hey, Carlos, you're set. Here, here's here's a seven year deal for two hundred and fifty million. We really, you're going to bat six. We really like you, but uh, wait on deck. Here's Esteban Curso. <laughs> oh boy. Well, here's we're going to get. What what else? What else with this? Or can we move on? Uh, this is your show. This uh, is an exciting segment. I'm good. Okay. All right. So Carlos Correa to the Cubs. You heard it here first. Coming up next, best and worst of the week, and possibly more right after this. We're back here on Lockdown Cubs. Thanks for making us your first listen every day and being with us for a Friday episode. Best and worst of the week, Sam. Uh, it was a, a great week of shows, um, but I think it's a clear best of the week in that the Phillies knocked out the Cardinals. They did so in dramatic fashion on Friday. Um, first with that with that win, and the next day they 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 close down the series and break out the brooms um, as they they etch out a rival in the Cardinals, and and they have a lot of former Cubs as well. Right. Um, my best of the week is probably uh, <laughs> it's probably Illinois beating Iowa nine to six. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, it's probably that um, and, and that trip to Champaign. But the thing is, is uh, the worst. The I, I, I don't want to do my. I have a different worst, but it was it, right. it was so spoiled by the quarterback being out this weekend, and th- and that spread being driven up. So, I, and and I don't really have another best of the What's week. What's the spread? It's six and a half. Bet online huh. says in favor of Minnesota in Champaign, but that's okay. Um, I don't really have another best of the week because not a surprise. I don't have a lot of good things that happened to me. But my, my worst of the week was last night. Dodgers oh. Padres. I, I've made, I've made no uh, mistake about it. I, I like Clayton Kershaw. He's my favorite pitcher. Um, he battled last night. He didn't throw the ball great, but he gave, he, he was good enough for the Dodgers to win. And, um, Trey Turner, ironically, a subject to this conversation, made a couple bad plays at short. Will Smith botched the ball catching. They they left a bunch of guys on. And yes, I I did wager on the Dodgers in that game, and uh, I, I I came up very short and was very upset about it. Wow. Yeah. Well, and and that's the Padres have been the little brother for a long time, so we'll see. Um what they could do. Do you have your eye on anything playoff games for this weekend? What are you, what are you taking a look at? I think it's going to be a, a tremendous atmosphere in the national league with, with, with both uh, underdogs coming back home. One, one, if you remember the Cubs in 15, when they stole that game two at Bush stadium and came back, I mean, they won both those games against St. Louis. I mean, they hit 80 billion home runs. Um, <laughs> I, th- I, I think, I think one of, I think one of those teams, I don't know which is going to be in serious trouble. Um, right. Atlanta and, and the Dodgers. Cause I think those atmospheres and those teams, I mean, they're going to be really ready to go uh, this weekend. That's going to be a fun Saturday, Sunday tilt. We have a question from Nate in Rockford. You never did your worst of the week, but hell it's your show. <laughs> I don't really have a worst of the week. Wow. It, oh, really? You don't have a worst of the week. Well, what you win two and a half million bucks. Well, I wore, I wore a, uh, I wore a jacket for the first time to work uh, 
First time this school year this morning. Great. All right. It was cold. Mm-hmm. That's my worst of the week. Uh, sure. Um, oh, uh, also, there was uh, the Guardians I, Yankees got postponed today. Yeah, that's I was tough. excited for that game tonight. Yeah, well, now you'll just be stuck watching our home football team. So that's a little bit of a bummer. Now I have to watch the Bears on Amazon. Well, no, that there should be a Fox feed, right? There is, yeah. yeah. Nate and Rockford, do either of you have high hopes for Ethan Roberts or Cody Hoyer? Two bullpen arms that could have had big roles this year if it weren't for injuries. That's Nate in Rockford. I think we should start with Cody Hoyer because he's going to be back um, before Roberts. That was a, a previous injury. I like Hoyer's name, likely not going to be ready for opening day on March 30th, 2023 against uh, the team from Milwaukee. But I think he'll be back by early June at the latest. And, you know, you got him in the Madrigal trade with Madrigal for Kimbrell. Uh, he's a major league pitcher. He's proven himself at the big league level. I think he could be a piece out of the bullpen in 23 with Ethan Roberts. Uh, great story coming out of spring training in, in 22, but uh, I just really don't see him being on the, the radar for, for this next year. I would say agree. I have moderately high hopes for Cody Hoyer. I, I, I really, you know, I really hope he can he can't count on him. No, well, you can't count on anybody coming off that type of injury, but I would say I've moderately uh, high hopes for Hoyer and with Roberts, I really like the cutter. I mean, it's a really good pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something there with it, but I agree with you. I would say any anything you get from him now moving forward, I would consider kind of putting that bonus slot, which, by the way, you have to get at some point. So people that you don't expect to contribute have to contribute for, for you to win championships. That's a fact. Um, so so don't when I say put it in that bonus slot, that means I'm not ignoring him at all. I'm just saying I don't expect it. Whereas, you know, with, with somebody like Wisniewski at this point, I'm expecting production in the 2023 season. As you're listening to shows or catching up on shows, hit us up. 312-834-4634. Uh, we did an episode this week on the Hoyer press conference, the Ricketts letter attendance, the Marquee Sports Network. We gave our first player grade uh, to Ian Happ, and then we rated uh, the shortstop market. So let us know what you think. Anything else on the way out, Sam? Should be a good weekend. Play us, play us, uh, play us at parties like we always, or by a fire. Um, quick, quick thing before we get out. Right. Don't like Thursday night football. Build my whole weekend around watching my football team. Now, what am I supposed to do on Sunday? Have a great weekend, everybody. I echo that statement. I, and I think Thursday night football is probably on its way out soon. If the games are, are six to three, whatever the final was last week. Right. Um, so we'll see if that changes. This like Illinois and Iowa. <laughs> Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, stay with us next week. We'll be back on Monday for Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Lockdown Cubs.